on Ohio. <clears throat> Welcome to American Patriot News. I'm Bill Moss. With me is Fran, our co-host. And also today, we are honored with the guest, Dr. Chris Ann Hall, <laughs> Juris Doctorate. Uh, Chris Ann, you've got a long list of accomplishments. You're an author. You're a former uh, district attorney for the state of Florida. Uh, you've started Liberty First College. You've got uh, so many different organizations you're doing right now. You're fighting for the people. You and JC are fighting for the people. You're going, mm -hmm. you're actually fighting on these these cases and stuff, and working on that. And, and it's amazing everything you do, and just the fact that you've got a minute to step in with us is is a a great uh, honor. Okay, as it always is. Uh, I'm not going to try to string this out. Uh, anybody that wants to learn more about Dr. Chris Ann Hall, go to to K R I S A N N E H A L L dot chrisannhall.com and you can learn a whole lot about her and her husband uh, i did i have to say the show before last jc where he got fired up on the levi lady i loved it he reminded me and it reminded fran of me on certain issues okay so yeah. <laughs> hang in there and hang tight but what i want you to talk about tonight chris uh, today is that we have uh i said tonight because we usually do at night <laughs> uh what i want to talk to you about today is uh, there's all this going on in our country, all this turmoil, uh, mandates being slung out across the country, people being forced to do things against their will, executive orders uh, being thrown out, uh, laws being passed that are unconstitutional. But I know, and you know, there is one person in the country that can stop it, and that is the constitutional sheriff. And we need them in every county across the country. That's my opinion. That's my goal here. Uh, you, you've done a, a show just the other day with Sheriff Mark Lamb's uh, video on there, American Sheriffs. Okay, wonderful guy. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, in touch and, and uh, a member of the CSPOA for years. Okay. And uh, with, with Sheriff Mack. Okay. And I've, I've known a lot of constitutional sheriffs. And there's more I want to get to know. And I want to be responsible for in my area of trying to get more constitutional sheriffs. So could you lay it out for the people why it is so important to have a constitutional sheriff? Well, first, let me thank you for allowing me to be with you today. It is an honor for me and I, I don't take it lightly. I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Um, the proper exercise of the constitution requires a properly operating constitutional sheriff. Now, some people might think, well, you know, what, what exactly is a constitutional sheriff? Are all sheriffs constitutional because they're established by constitution, they're elected representatives of the people. Now, constitutionally speaking, uh, with only one or two exceptions, a sheriff is a constitutional officer, a direct elected representative of the people who takes an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of their state. They don't take an oath to blindly enforce the law. They don't take an oath to obey the orders of the governor or the county board or the mayor. Uh, they take an oath to the Constitution's and that is a promise to the people that they will support, defend, and protect the rights of the people. 
to defend, protect, and support the rights of the people in the face of criminal attack and also in the face of overreaching government. Now, we you had mentioned our online training, which is libertyfirstsociety.com, and that's our online uh, educational program. We have classes on this there, and we actually will have coming out later this year uh, a new documentary. Our first documentary was released last year. It is called Noncompliant. Fabulous, fabulous. And, oh, thank you so much. And that one teaches about the authority and the successful change that is brought forward when the people engage in peaceful noncompliance of unconstitutional, unlawful orders of government. The, we are now working on the sequel to that, Noncompliant 2, and it's all about what we're talking about today, the sheriff. Why is the sheriff the key to protecting, defending, and preserving your rights? Why is it that the sheriff is the one who, who is your greatest defender and quite equally can be your greatest opponent in the defense of your rights? Because your sheriff, being a constitutional representative of the people, by constitution, by state constitution, your sheriff is the highest authority in your county because he's not appointed by the governor. He's not hired by the governor. Your sheriff works only for the people, answers only to the people. And so your sheriff, and what we're talking about here is a constitutional sheriff, is a sheriff that is not just simply established by the constitution, but operates with a dedication, a, a devotion to the constitution of the United States and the constitution of the state that they're in. That's the constitutional sheriff. A sheriff who will say, I will defend your rights, your liberty, and your property from criminals of every sort and also from overreaching government. And so what we do in Noncompliant 2 is through this documentary, we teach, I teach, the history of the sheriff, where the sheriff start. How did this become this history work to develop the sheriff, the American sheriff of today, and what that American sheriff today means for the preservation of liberty, not just simply for yourself, but for future generations. And here's the thing, as you mentioned before, the sheriff, the sheriff is the key, the key to defending your rights. If your sheriff understands the proper role, the proper duty of the sheriff, not, not as Chris Ann Hall thinks, not, not as you think, not as your neighbors think, but as the constitution and their oath demands, a sheriff who understands that proper role and duty will be a sheriff that says, no, I'm sorry, I cannot allow you to enforce red flag laws. I cannot allow you to take the guns of the people. Uh, they have an inherent right to not only, to, people get confused, you not only have a right to keep and bear arms, you have a right to have ownership and control of your property unless proper due process is applied. Red flag laws do not apply proper due process. 
So it's not just a matter of violation of your right to keep and bear arms. It's a violation of your property rights. It's your proper, uh, your violation to your right for a trial. It's your right to be innocent until proven guilty. Red flag laws violate all of that. From a current events perspective, a constitutional sheriff will stand outside your business and say, there is no such thing as a health mandate that shuts down a business without due process. Right. Every state within their constitution or within law or both has a provision that says government is not allowed to take your property without due process or without due pro uh, just compensation. So if the health department or the county or the governor orders your business to be closed for a real or even perceived crisis, the constitution of your state, the law of your state demands that you have due process before your business is closed down and that the government pays you just compensation for the loss of your business. There is no exception to this. There's no variation to this. And the only reason that, because people, here's the crazy thing. People always ask me, Chrisanne, well, why do they get away with that? How do they do that? It's because we comply. Because we have sheriffs that won't, that don't know their role and duty, that won't stand up for you. We have sheriffs all over America, by the way, that refuse to allow their businesses be shut down. For example, I can, just, I can just give you one right off the top of my head. Mike Harrington in Chavez County, New Mexico, wrote a letter to the governor and said, during all the pandemic stuff, said, look, I'm not going to allow you to shut down our businesses. I'm not going to shut down our businesses. The health department's not going to shut down their businesses. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to stand outside our businesses and I'm going to guard them and allow them stay open. If the business owners choose to shut down their businesses, that's on them. But there'll be no government for shutting down businesses. That happens all over America. And that's the proper role of a constitutional sheriff. You know, one of the things that bothers me with the sheriffs right now, and I might be all wet on this, and if I am, you, you can correct me, okay? I want you to, okay? Because I want to make sure I do the right thing. Uh, but these school boards, parents are being denied the right to free speech. Mm -hmm. Our school board. Our, our board policy says, at the very first phrase says, that parents don't have to pre-authorize being speaking at the meeting. They only, it, then further down, it says, it only has to be done if it's to be discussed at that meeting, but you can bring up topics for future discussion at the top. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And yet, for, well, since October, the parents in Jackson County, Kentucky, have not had the right to speak at a school board meeting. The sheriff and his department was called in and used his lawfare and the yeah. school board sent little messages out because the first meeting they had that was illegal. I rallied 70 people to that meeting. Okay. They're used to having two or three. If that, mm -hmm. uh, it scared them so bad. They got the sheriff involved and then they sent out a little message to all the parents. If you come, you get noisy or, or you, you get, you know, out of line then the sheriff's going to take you out and you might get arrested. Okay. And then they started this HIPAA thing. You know, you gotta, you gotta uh, tell us your health problems before you can come in. Yeah. Now the sheriff was played and he, he allowed himself and his department to be played. The sheriff did not have to do that. Number one, mm -hmm. in my opinion, number two, when we have an open board law, I mean, an open meeting law in this 
state. Mm-hmm. It says that the parents have a right to speak. Okay. When we have that and that sheriff is in there and they refuse those parents the right to speak, can he not say, if you are not going to conduct this meeting legally and give these people their voice, then I'm going to declare this an illegal assembly and shut this meeting down. Well, what the sheriff should do, maybe. Uh, uh, less... But here's a joke. I mean, it's got to yeah. be the sheriff. The sheriff has to be the one who says, um, my job is to defend the rights of the people. The laws establish this is an open meeting. The Constitution establishes the right of the people to freedom of speech, the right to petition the government for a redress of their grievances. If these people are acting peacefully, uh, then I have to defend them. And what the sheriff should do is tell the school board, I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to remove any of these people from this building. You can complain all you want, but we're going to protect their right to be heard. The problem really lies in the fact, and I taught at the law enforcement academies in Florida, and I've spoken to sheriffs, all of us, spoken to sheriffs, uh, and I teach sheriffs. So I have a training that I give to sheriffs all and their deputies and their staff all across the country uh, for continuing education courses. Because like I said, I've, I've taught at the academies. So I know what's being taught and I know what's not being taught. So my training that I give to the sheriffs is a training that is uh, to help fill in those blanks from a constitutional perspective. And I can tell you from talking to sheriffs, from teaching in the academies myself, uh, most sheriffs who are deceived into be doing the bidding of these boards unconstitutionally do so simply because they don't know the state constitution, they don't know the law, and they don't know the role and the duty of the sheriff to defend the rights of the people. Even when the county uh, is the actor, and I would say especially if the county government is the actor. And what I try to teach the sheriffs, I said, look, you know, one, uh, sooner or later, the county who keeps issuing these unconstitutional orders is going to be sued. And the lawsuits that come from the people against the county on the infringement of freedom of speech and the right to petition the government for a redress of grievances are slam dunk on, on the side of the people. And here's what I tell them. I said, look, if you refuse to enforce the orders of the county, you won't be sued. But if you enforce the orders of the county that are contrary to the Constitution, then you will be sued along with the county for wrongful arrest and unconstitutional deprivation of rights and whatever you know charges come against them and your and your office will be sued which means your employees lose budget money because you're going to have to pay somebody and they, and a lot of times they look at me and you know kind of like cross-eyed and they go how is that even possible when does that happen cuz the media doesn't talk about this but i know from my work every single year courts award $1 billion for loss of civil rights 
to plaintiffs against police departments and sheriff's offices. One billion a year is paid out by by cities and counties and, and sheriffs and police offices officers for violation of people's rights. And 100% of the time, the sheriff could not be, a, could possibly, ex, could exclude himself as a part of these lawsuits. 100% of the time, they could win it if they just oh, fired am, the people. I am rights. right in that the sheriff can stand up and put a stop to this by saying, I'm not going to let you run over the people. Basically. He right. He should guard the rights of the people. I don't know by you know. I I won't be able to extend the fact to say that he could shut down the board meeting. Mm -hmm. Okay, but in the very least, he would stand up next to the people and secure their right to continue in their dialogue, in their statements as the rules apply. Right. So most of these board meetings say you get three minutes to speak and this is the right. topic and then have you. So it would be it would be the duty of the sheriff to stand right next to that person and say this person will have their time to speak without your interruption. Yeah. And I will not remove peaceful people from this meeting. Okay. That's that's what we needed to have here. That's what we need to have in every school board, I believe. And it, you know, we, Fran's fighting school boards where she's at. I'm fighting school boards down here where I'm at. I'm helping fight school boards across the country, and mm -hmm. we're just not seeing it out of the sheriffs. And I'm, I'm really disappointed. I do hope that maybe next year, and this is all I'm gonna say. I do hope maybe next year you'll be teaching our sheriffs and our deputies, okay, mm -hmm. in, in our county. And uh, with that, well, uh, that would be a pleasure. You know, uh, I, you know, I, I've been trying to get sheriffs to sign on with. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I've had any do it or not, but I've been, you know, I've been talking to them. And well, uh, we could we could come to Kentucky and we could just do a tour as well. If you can pull the sheriffs in your area, their right. deputies together, we can do course, we can do uh, classes, we can do multiple classes, uh, yeah. and we can travel around the state of Kentucky for a day or so and and teach other people. Uh, in that great. area so that would be great. I mean, I we do it. lots of stuff like this, and and if anybody wants to, you know. So if any sheriffs out there watching want to schedule this, you can just get me at chrisannhall.com. There's a button that says schedule Chrisann. Um, and we have all our training at libertyfirstsociety.com. And then we have the noncompliant movie at noncompliantmovie.com, which is a nonprofit movie, by the way. Anybody out there who would like to financially partner with us to create this noncompliant too about the sheriff? All you have to do is go to noncompliantmovie.com and donate there. We're not using crowd sharing because, or crowdsourcing, you know, because we right. all know what happens when that happens. But we have, we have our own website. We don't need crowd sharing, but we need people to help support this. And, and I, if you support constitutional sheriffs, if you support educating sheriffs to be constitutional, I, I don't help us get this film out and and it's a tax deductible donation so if jeff bezos is out there watching and decides he wants to help constitutional sheriffs you can you know a couple hundred thousand dollars out there you know we will take bezos money too we don't discriminate because the message will not change no matter who funds what we do and the american people as as you know the american people must get educated on the role and the duty of their sheriff right because if the people aren't educated 
the sheriff will not be either. Well, Chris Ann, you have been an inspiration to me ever since I found you. Okay. You and JC both. And uh, like, like I said, it's, it's an honor always to get you on. I know that your time is it's my short. Pleasure. And I, I want to thank you for being on. Um, just keep up the good work. Because I think I think what you guys are doing and what little little shows like us are doing and stuff, I think it's I think it's working. Okay, uh, we've been calling for this trucker movement for a year. I don't know if somebody heard us or somebody else just got the same idea. Okay, and that, that don't matter. The thing is, it's happening. Yeah. You know? And uh, so we've just you know we've got to start being Americans again. You know, I think back to my forefathers and where they come through this country and what they done in this country in France and. You know, probably yours and everybody else's, you know, and, and the fact that so many people are just right now just ready to just sit back and take it. It, it, it just it stands me, mm-hmm. both, you know, both as a former service member like y'all and everything else. I mean, you know, it just it astounds me that people are like that. But um, keep up the good work. You are you guys, your whole company, if you want to call it that, your whole organization are in our Thank prayers, you. are in our prayers. And uh, there will be a day, I believe, that a grateful nation will look back and say, if it weren't for JC and Chris, <laughs> okay? So we pray that uh, God continues to bless your ministry because that's what this is. Well, thank you. We are all, we are equal in the eyes of God and we are all equal in this fight for the gift of liberty. And we just count ourselves honored to be a part of it. Um, thank you for supporting what we do by helping us get this message out to other people who may not have even heard. I mean, I, I believe in my faith that there are people who are watching this right now who have uh, until this moment didn't know anything about what we were doing and the fight that we have. And they'll go right now to chrisanhall.com or libertyforsociety.com or noncompliantmovie.com and jump on board and, and, and let us disciple you in these issues to help us come together in, in education, in organization and activation. So thank you guys we- so much for having me. We have grown as a show since you was on last time. We're on several video platforms, but our biggest thing that we're doing is worldwide radio. Oh, wonderful. Uh, we've been picked up by 15 stations. Sweet. That so, is great. You know, that just that knocked me out. I'm like, wow, you know, and that's awesome. Uh, there was one of them. I can't remember which one it was. They rated his best there for a while. And I'm like, Whoa, wow. that's great. You know, so, I mean, you know, we didn't realize the impact we were making and uh but uh it, it, it's awesome and uh we do it for love of country just like you guys so amen amen well thank you guys you so all. much and god bless you for being on i'm gonna talk to fran a little bit but i'll let you go i know you're busy what a wonderful lady right yes she is i'm looking forward to seeing her name in lots of history books oh yeah her and jc are just wonderful people you know uh she was working for the district attorney and I won't tell this again because I, I usually tell it, you might know it, but uh, the listeners that haven't heard this before need to know she was working for the district attorney of the state of Florida. She had her office, her, her part of it. You know, she was assistant district attorney was up in the Florida panhandle. Right. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Okay. Nice job making good money. He just got out of the service. He was starting a church, you know, uh, doing it free. Okay, you know, that's that's the kind of people they are. And uh, the district attorney come to her and told her, you can't speak to people about their constitutional rights on the weekend. It's a conflict of interest as a district attorney. Why? Well, he 
didn't give her a good answer for it. And she went home, she talked to her husband, Jason, they prayed about it, they talked about it. And she went back, she told him, she says, you didn't give me my First Amendment rights and you're not taking them. You can have your job. And she stepped out in faith. He stepped out in faith. They neither one had an income or anything. They have built Liberty First University. They've got this, you know, all, all these other branches they got going. They're fighting for people in court. She's a, you know, I think they're both attorneys. I'm not sure. I know she is. Okay. She's a Juris doctor. That's the highest law degree you can get. She's like Janine Pirro. Okay. She's like a Supreme Court judge. That's how high you get. She has, for the last, I think, 11 years, has done nothing but fight for people, fight for the people, fight for your rights. And uh, he's done the same, you know. Uh, you can find him on, on chrisannhall.com. That's, that's, I spelled it for you all. We'll do it again. K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-1-S. Hall.com. Uh, you find the non-compliant movie. We, I've been recommending that to people. I recommended it to you. I don't know if you've got to see it yet. Uh, but the non-compliance movie is, is awesome. It's on there. Okay. Uh, she has, you know, a little short show she does. She has an hour-long show she does every day with JC, uh, or usually with JC. Sometimes JC does it without her. Sometimes she does it without him, depending on their schedules. Uh, this lady lectures like 264 or 269 times a year across the country. She goes out and teaches constitutional sheriffs, okay? And, and still, you know, they run all this other stuff they're doing. I mean, you know, I, I was talking to him today. I, I told him, I said, I don't know where she where they had their bat wings. You know, they're like Batman and Robin. You know, they're everywhere. And uh, and yet they'll take time to come on to a show like ours, you know, and, and help out. So uh, they're good people. They're good people. And uh, I was able to get her off on time today. I have drug her out before a little bit long, and I hate to do that to her because I know her schedule what it's like so it, it was good what do you think of the show very informative and i'm glad she was there yeah. uh, there's a lot of things that i learned just sitting here listening to her uh i a lot of the questions i had were answered by her speech and uh, her passion and the way that she's delivered thing and as well as giving the information where we can go online and get that instruction that we all need not just for me but for everybody Right. Because the more we understand, the more we know, the, the more we are able to get our voice out. And there's a lot of people that give up the thought, well, okay, the election went the wrong way. I'll just have to wait two years and then try again. Well, but, you know, she uh, says something in one of her recent shows. She says, you can't keep waiting for somebody to get elected to come and say because they're not going to do it. Exactly. You know, this is a government that is supposed to run by the will of the people. That's right. If they're okay. not doing your will. There are constitutional ways to get rid of them, even before an election. Constitutional, yeah. legal ways to do this. And the people need to wake up. They need to start standing up. These truckers are taking a stand. They're going to start rolling out March 1st out of, out of California. They've done start rolling out of Alaska and God knows elsewhere. Okay. To head to DC. And, uh, you know, Everybody that says something to support them is going to be tagged a terrorist or, or worse. Okay. Uh, we don't know that. We don't know what we're getting into. But the fact is, 
I'm not supporting them as much as I'm supporting the Constitution of the United States. Yep. They're just doing the right thing. They're just doing the right thing. They're doing a peaceful protest. First Amendment, peaceful protest, right of assembly, redress your government, freedom of speech. Plain and simple. Three points, First Amendment, that's what they're doing. And for anybody depending anywhere else or anything else, they're a fool, they're a communist, and they're 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 a treasonist. I got so mad listening mm-hmm. to Juan uh, Juan Williams last night. Okay, he he got on on uh, well I, he got on the five the other day and they ate him up because he he was disrespecting all the truckers and all. Well, they're shutting down the economy. They're shutting down the food supply. They're shutting down this. They're shutting down that. What in the hell did Trudeau do up there for two years? He set everything else up for what's happening today. That's what he did. He did everything that Juan was accusing the truckers of. And as soon as the truckers got a province cleared, they pulled out and let that province go back to operation. Yeah. With the operation. They cleared yeah. the bridge, you know, in Milk River. They've, they've cleared the bridge. They're back in operation. Freight's are moving. Ford's getting their parts. Chevy's getting their parts down in, in Detroit. Okay. Toyota's getting their parts up in Canada. All right, everybody's going back to work except for shutting down the governments in the provinces that will not remove the mandates. And like she said, nobody, nobody has the right to put a mask on your face, to shut down your business, or to force something in your body. I'm paraphrasing what she said, but that's what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got to gut up, I'm going to say it nicely. We got to gut up and we got to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and we've got to support those who are are fighting for us. Mm -hmm. And we've got to stand beside them. You know, I watched one of the most heart rendering things I ever seen uh, was in Alberta, Canada on the 12th, when the police showed up to tow the truckers away and run the truckers off and arrest them. And the people of Alberta, Canada, and the people that had flooded in there from all over the country, and even people from the United States who come up to support them, locked arms and stood between the police and the truckers and sang, lean on me. That continued, that type of peaceful resistance continued until the 14th, when the government of Alberta decided they would stop the mandates and at that point the police and the protesters were hugging each other it was over it was peaceful they didn't burn buildings they didn't destroy statues they had respect for each other and for for the business they cleaned the streets while they were there they actually cleaned the city while they were there they had cookouts. They fed the homeless. They fed each other. It was a block party. Yeah, it lasted three weeks. But you know what? When you live in a truck your whole life, that's a wild three-week vacation. vacation. You know? <laughs> and so, yeah, God bless these guys. And, you know, uh, uh, we, we've got to stand up in America like the Canadians stood up in Canada. We have to stand up yeah. in America like the New Zealanders are standing up in New Zealand, the Australians in Australia, the uh, Austrians in Austria, and, you know, the British in England. 
And, you know, I mean, it, it goes on and goes on. All these different countries. This has sparked a uni, uh, 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 worldwide movement to end the insanity and the treason and the crimes against humanity. That's yes, what it does. Sparked. And if, if we drop, if any of us drop the mantle, Shame on us. Shame on us. We cannot afford to drop that man. We've got to stand up. Like we've been saying, all we got to stand up at the city boards, the county boards, the school boards, at the state house, at D.C. We've got to stand up. We can do it. We can do it peacefully. This is how it's done. They were smart. They seen what happened November 6th. I hope our truckers here are as smart as they are. They, they were able to identify the provocateurs <coughs> and see that they were not successful. And if the people that can't get out and do these kind of things, they've got social media, they got their telephone, they've got letters that they can write and send out. And show, the, show your support in such a way, even if it doesn't take a penny out of your pocket, just recognizing what it is that, that these people are doing for your freedom not anybody else's but for your freedom if it's a dollar yeah something that's something okay there are 350 roughly 340 350 million people in this country there's if been 900 dollar there's no way they could stop that that if if one dollar was was put into the hat for each loved one that we've lost due to the COVID in the hospital, this type of thing, due to the deaths since all this started, that would be almost a million dollars at that point because it's been over 900,000 people that are no longer here to see what's going on today. Then if we and put in a dollar for everybody that received that shot, that's gone. Yeah. You know, For each shot. For every person that has had an adverse reaction that's changed their life yeah. or crippled them or whatever. But yeah, there's, it, it, it would be, it would be endless. What, what, what could be done. Okay. As far as getting our country back. And, uh, but I'm calling out to the sheriffs out there. Uh, if you're not a constitutional sheriff, you need to learn what it is to be one. You can call me. I will talk to you the best of my ability and I will send you to people that can even teach you more. But I really recommend you get a hold of the American Sheriff's Association. I recommend you get a hold of the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, both of which I belong to. And I also guarantee you that you need to get a hold of Chris Ann Hall because not only can Chris Ann Hall come teach your deputies courses and teach you about the Constitution, and your true constitutional role. If you will fill out the paperwork, she can get it counted toward, you can get it counted toward continuing education for your officers. I think it's, I think it's either three or six credit hours that you get for that class, okay? So uh, the class is actually three hours long, so it's probably three, three credit hours. But anyway, uh, you get these credit hours, it goes toward, toward your recertification. So, guys, your country needs you. You took that oath. Now, this is where we separate the wheat from the chef, okay? 
either you're going to be what you swore to be and you're going to be a man of your word and you're going to stand for the constitution and you're going to start telling your city boards you're going to start telling your county boards you're going to start telling the state and the federal government where they can step off because you will learn the exact limits of the government if you follow what i'm telling you okay you will learn their exact limits what they can and what they cannot do and they are very very limited both in the federal and state constitutions, wherever you live. Learn to use that for the people because your, your first job, uh, as much as we all want to stop crime, your first job is protecting the rights of the people that elected you. And that's, that's, where, the, that's where the rubber meets the road for a sheriff. Be a man, be a sheriff, man up. Do the right thing. Uh, anybody wants to contact me uh, about that? My name is William Moss. You can contact me at 606-493-9586. I keep that business phone with me all the time. Uh, I do live in the East Coast uh, time zone. Appreciate you using some discretion when you call, okay? <laughs> California tends to want to call me at... 9, 10 o'clock at night there at 11, 12 o'clock. And that gets me all the way up to 3 o'clock in the morning when they call. You know what I'm saying? So that's a little rough. And uh, we have we have a host in California. It's really hard on us getting our shows on because me and Fran both East Coast time zone. We're both East well, Coast time zone. You're, you're right a little bit on that because I'm yeah, right here at the border of the Central. Because you got to go to bed Easter time, get up, get your son to school on Central time. and it, It's a joke. Uh, oh, yeah. I wouldn't okay. live that close time zone. I think it's illegal. <laughs> Being in a cabin in the woods really pays off, though, Bill. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, everybody, uh, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, remember, this is a station where we put the Constitution before corruption, freedom before fascism, and power before politics. And uh, today, I think we've done a good job of that with our guest. And uh, I hope that you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. And until next time, may God bless you. May God bless your homes, your little children, the rest of your family. And most of all, may God bless America. Have a good day, friend. Good night. Bye-bye.